You ready? Oh, yeah, let's do a screenshot. No, I think we should do one. I, what, what do you, I don't understand what you're looking for here. No. The, the gun? <laughs> <laughs> All right, ready? I'm Steven. And I'm Kevin. In today's episode of the Steven and Kevin Show, we're going to give you three tips for LinkedIn Sales Navigator. Welcome back everybody to episode number 83 of the Stephen and Kevin show. Today we're talking about three tips, maybe a few more for LinkedIn Sales Navigator. Yeah, and LinkedIn Sales Navigator can be a little tricky, right? It's, uh, it's, it's a great service, but when you click on it, it pulls up a new browser window. It's like a totally different website. And I can't tell you how many financial advisors that we work with or coach who call us and say like, hey, I need a little bit more training on Sales Navigator. And rightfully so, because it's it can be a bit confusing. Yeah, it feels like a different network. And let's first address who is this for? Who should use Sales Navigator versus using the free version of LinkedIn? The serious LinkedIn prospector, right? I mean, if you if you're using the free version of LinkedIn and you start running into certain hurdles like the commercial search limit, where you're running searches on LinkedIn and then all of a sudden it says, Hey, you basically used up your searches this month, that could be a point where you say, you know what, it's time to upgrade. Yeah, LinkedIn in general, they want to know if you're using the tool for sales, if you're using the tools as a recruiter, mm -hmm. they think you should pay for it. Yep. And it's hard to argue that. So they hide some of their better features behind a paywall. And thankfully, it's not that much money. I was checking just before the, the call today just to refresh my memory of what this goes for. If you go month to month, it's like 80 bucks a month. If you pay for a year at a time, it's $65 a month, which in the grand scheme of things, for a very powerful marketing platform, not too bad. Yeah, we, we run a service, right? A social media outsourcing service where advisors let us run their social media accounts. And if we are running a LinkedIn messenger, messenger campaign where we're connecting and messaging prospects, we insist that our advisors upgrade to Sales Navigator. Yeah, there's no choice because you need the advanced capabilities and you need uh, the ability to make uh, enough searches to get this kind of project done. That's right. So let's think about it uh, this way. LinkedIn, different network than it was a few years ago. It's more vibrant. There are more people there. They're more targetable than mm -hmm. they weren't once were. So we're big on LinkedIn right now. and. We think almost everybody, if you're going to use it heavily, ought to upgrade to the Sales Navigator. You don't do that because of the branding aspect of it, because it puts the premium moniker by your name. Nobody cares about that. You do it because it's practical and it helps you prospect more often on there. So let's get into some tips. We're going to give you three tips. And the first tip we're going to give you is to market your best relationships as leads. This is a little misleading, right? When you, when you log into Sales Navigator, you're going to see an option to tag people as a lead. And traditionally, when you think of the term lead, you think, okay, well, that's only prospects. But when you do this, it gives you the ability to filter your newsfeed by what your leads are posting and what they're putting out there. And you probably just wanna instead think, kind of erase the term lead from your mind and just think top relationships, clients, prospects, centers of influence, I should tag all of them as quote unquote leads. 
We've moved away from the notion for most financial advisors that you want to have this really narrow, high, high quality network. Right now, most of the strategies revolve broadening that out a little bit and connecting with a wide range of people in hopes that you can reel some in for new business. The byproduct of, that, byproduct of that, though, is that you end up with a really broad network. You end up with a lot of people that maybe you don't know very well. And when you go through your newsfeed or you're looking for opportunities, you've muddied the water a little bit. Yes. So in the traditional, the free version of LinkedIn, a contact is a contact is a contact. There's no way to compartmentalize or group people. Mm -hmm. And being able to do so is a huge advantage. So what we're looking for, Kevin, so let's say you've got your list of leads, in our case, top relationships. Why do you benefit from having that list segmented? Well, because then I can go in and purposely engage with those people, right? And so, you know, because you know, really we want to give some love back on LinkedIn too. LinkedIn is not just all about posting and messaging. We want to engage and be a part of that online community. So if I mark my best relationships as leads, I can take a look at my newsfeed. Maybe I do it once a week and I can go in and, you know, react or post a meaningful comment uh, and so forth. Now. The other thing about this feature that a lot of people don't realize is that I can mark people as leads who are not necessarily, uh, that I'm not necessarily connected to, right? So let's say that they are truly a lead or a prospect at a particular company. I could mark them as a lead, see what they're posting. And then when I notice something that might be my segue to reach out or to start a conversation or dialogue with them, man, that's going to just kick off the relationship, that new connection, um, you know, in a, in a much faster and just more personalized manner. Yeah, it's more timely. So yeah. when you're thinking about what you can tell, you can see when they posted new content. You also see when they make changes to their profile, mm -hmm. which is particularly relevant when it's somebody that you've added as a lead because you want to do business with them, but you don't know them. Yes. So you see that, you know, let's say, for example, that I'm targeting a certain company in the area and I mark a number of their executives as leads, I wanna go see when there are job changes, when someone comes or goes from the company, super powerful to see. So we love that feature, save um, prospects, clients, centers of influence. Um, you might even wanna consider some competitors, by the way. I mean, think about this, like what if you started saving some of your, your top competitors in your local market as leads? Then you start seeing what they're posting. Again, you don't have to be connected to them to mark them as a lead. And that's some competitive intelligence. Yeah, it doesn't tell anybody that they're a lead in your network. That's hey, one cool. thing I'll mention as far as the number of uh, of saved contacts here, the number of leads you can have, 1,500 mm. is uh, is the base level there. So cool. Or the, uh, the, the max, you could say. That's a lot of people. Yeah, it's yeah. All right, number two. So this is the next tip here is reach out to prospects who've posted in the past 30 days. LinkedIn tends to accumulate a lot of people who just don't use the network as often as other networks. Mm -hmm. You can look at some of the data. Uh, according to Pew Research, 74% of Facebook users log in every day. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a yeah. lot. It's different than LinkedIn. With LinkedIn, for even those who log in monthly, mm -hmm. only 40% access it on a daily basis. So yeah. you're looking at a network that gets a little less usage. If you're not careful, you can burn a lot of time and energy on prospecting people who may be receptive. They're just not on the network. I think that's, 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 the, that's such an interesting point. So it's like, why am I going to be trying to connect with and message people who never log in? They created an account you know, six months ago, years ago, and they just don't use it. Maybe they used it for a purpose back then because they were trying to network and maybe get a new job and now they just never log in. So what you can do with, with this feature is run a search, right? And then you there's a, a sub filter in there that you can click on. So now I can see people who've 
you know, whatever my search parameters are, but who've actually posted on LinkedIn in the past 30 days. Focus your energy on those people first. And when you do that, you're gonna get higher response rates, higher acceptance rates when you ask them to connect. We can look at some of the numbers. Uh, we wrote an article on a, on a similar topic a while back and in a particular search that was run, there was like 3,500 total search results. Mm -hmm. uh, of those, 28 had changed jobs in the past 90 days. 20 were mentioned in the news in the past 30 days. Which is cool, which, which by the way would be really interesting in terms of starting a conversation. Definitely, hey, saw you were posted there, saw you were yeah. referenced here. Yep. Uh, and 266 had posted in the last 30 days. So less than 10% had posted in the last 30 days. So it gives you some sense of where to target your energies there. If that 3,500 are people who are in tech-related industries in the greater Greensboro area, yet 266 had posted recently, I'd start with the 266. Number one, it's more manageable than saying 3,500 people, and number two, they're on the network. Yeah, exactly. So that is our, our second tip, is to make use of um, that kind of, I, I don't know, if sub-filter there after you run an initial search to focus on people who've posted in the past 30 days. Now, our third tip for LinkedIn Sales Navigator is to take a look at the find um, similar or view similar um, uh, concepts. So like, here, here's how it works. So if I run a search on LinkedIn and I find a particular person, right, and I see that person's uh, name and, and headline, there's a little drop down there that says view similar. And when I do that, it's basically telling LinkedIn Sales Navigator to find me other people that are like this person. So once you identify someone who you feel like, oh my gosh, that's an ideal prospect for me, then LinkedIn's gonna, if you use that view similar, LinkedIn will run out and look at similar, um, you know, uh, pro professional characteristics of that person and find you others. It's a pretty powerful tool. Yeah, absolutely. And what we're looking for here, so, the approach that we're talking about here, Kevin referenced that we do this for financial advisors in terms of messaging campaigns like this. This is not one of those approaches that's a super targeted, I'm looking for a friend of a friend, mm -hmm. right? Most of the time when you go into Sales Navigator, it is for the purposes of doing a little bit wider scale prospecting. It is. So that's what we're talking about here today. Uh, a couple of extra benefits, if you will, of using Sales Navigator. Oh man, you got some, uh, some bonus notes here? Kevin came in prepared for three tips. Yeah, what is that all We're about? Throw in a four. I think you're just trying to up me a little bit. One, one up me. It's hard to one up the the author of a book on LinkedIn, mm. but I'm about to do it. Hey, one other thing that's uh, that's interesting is um, <laughs> privacy and being anonymous. Mm. Right. One of the things that happens when you have a, a, a general free account is that you can be anonymous but it takes away your ability to see who's viewed your profile. And by anonymous, I mean, you can go and look at someone's profile without them being tipped off that you looked at their profile. Stalker mode. But at the same time, you can't then in turn see who's looked at your profile, mm -hmm. unless you've got Sales Navigator. Yeah. Right, so valuable information to know. Yeah, I think that's really neat. And, and, and we didn't talk a ton about it, but like when you have people who viewed your profile, um, there's a reason that they're viewing your profile. Mm -hmm. I mean, what would you, Stephen, do if someone looked at your profile? Well, it depends on who they are, yeah. right? If it's a salesperson who's looking at my profile, I ignore it. Eh. If it's a competitor, I ignore it. If it's a current client, eh, why are they looking at my profile? I, I know. know, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm exactly. curious, I'm not gonna call them out on it. Maybe they wanna refer you to business. Why are you, hey, why are you looking at my profile? No, yeah. I just might call Kevin and check in. Hey, it's been a little while. How have you been, buddy? Yes, exactly. Right? Yep. And uh, if it's somebody that I don't know who's viewed my profile, I might dig in a little bit. And if they look like a prospect, 
I might fire off a connection request. Yeah, we're going off a little bit on a, on a tangent here, but um, we uh, we were giving a presentation in San Francisco to a group of advisors, uh, and they all had laptops um, out available to them, and there it was the presentation was obviously on LinkedIn. And there was an advisor in the group, and I remember him raising his hand. And he said, hey, uh, I have someone who looks like a pretty good prospect looked at my profile. What do I do? And we're up there. We're like, um, all right, well, um, ask him to connect. We're like, okay, great. So he sent a little personalized invitation to connect. And about an hour later, he raises his hand again. He says, hey, um, so she connected with me. What do I do now? <laughs> and I remember I was thinking like, oh, my gosh, this is live in the moment. And everyone is like focused on this opportunity right now. And we said, hey, well, why don't you message her and just say, hey, appreciate the opportunity to connect. You know, I'd get, love to get to know my connections a little better. You're open to a phone call or something along those lines. And then um, he sent it off and he raised his hand back. And this is towards the end of the presentation now. And he said, I just got a message back. And she says that her and her husband moved from the East Coast to the West Coast. Uh, they're looking for a local financial advisor. And that's why she was looking at my profile and she's open to meeting. And it couldn't have been any better, right? <laughs> like for us, it was like, yes. And it just like was, was, was case in point that, um, that if someone's looking at your profile, there is a reason. And if it's a prospect or a center of influence, you should be reaching out to them. Yeah, absolutely. And so when you look at LinkedIn Sales Navigator, we gave you some tips on how to use it. The big question as to whether or not this makes sense to you is going to depend on how actively you, you want to use LinkedIn for growth. Right. If you're going to use it for growth, you're going to, you don't have a choice. You have to get Sales Navigator. Otherwise, you're going to be capped out on the number of searches that you can run. Mm -hmm. So there's not a lot of choice there. Once you bite that off for $80 a month, which is peanuts compared to the value that that tool provides, we should be compensated for this from LinkedIn, by the way. I know, but um, we're we are we are not um, we are not endorsed by LinkedIn or you know or anything along those lines. We just think it's an excellent tool, and we use it even for ourselves when when we're reaching out to financial advisors. Um, one other thing, at our upcoming retreat in Charlotte, we're going to have a segment devoted to LinkedIn Sales Navigator. So we're going to dive into you know the specifics of how to use it. We'd love it if you'd like to join us. So thanks for joining, everybody.